2: Welcome to House of Cards, Dave Weishaddle with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. You know, it's been a crazy couple of weeks in the gambling world from changing Department of Justice opinions to weird endings in national sports betting contests, and some even amazing revenue numbers were released. This news is coming fast and furious, so we have one guy to always help us sort this out. And this week, we have part two of my interview with Adam Small from USBets.com. It's where I go to read about all the latest news on casinos, sports books, and online gambling. So stick around, we'll be right back with House of Cards.
3: And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com.
2: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep getting a good night's sleep with my pillow. Its patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use my pillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at my pillow. That's promo code cards to take advantage of this four pack special. Better Sleep starts with my pillow.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wanna hold them like they do in Texas, place. I let all gambling, it's fun when you're with me. I love it.
2: I really think it's time for us to do something. This is all getting way out of hand. What do you mean? The song is sweet.
0: You're listening to House of Cards.
2: The, the answer is probably uh, uh, we're finished. We're given one in a hundred.
0: What,
3: what? Uh, I don't know, do odds. <laughs> we would. I gave very You're in detailed casinos,
0: sir.
2: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you here. You know, I always say that the news in the gambling world comes at you pretty quick, and these last couple of weeks have been no exception. Whether it's new opinions from the Department of Justice, weird occurrences at sports betting contests, or amazingly... Awesome revenue figures. And the only way I can keep up with it is to go to usbets.com and talking to this guy coming up from usbets.com, Adam Small. Well, you mentioned lotteries. I was going to ask about that uh, because we were just talking about online casinos, but there's uh, some more. You know, as you said, lotteries are involved. How about the daily fantasy sports providers? Are they affected by this opinion or do they fall under that? Or how are the daily fantasy sports providers looking at this opinion?
1: It's a good question, and it's slightly outside my my primary area of focus, but um, as far as I know, daily fantasy sports have mostly maintained that they are not uh, gambling, you know, quote-unquote. My personal opinions about that aside, it seems like a number of them have gotten laws passed that declare daily fantasy sports to be a skill game that's not – Heavily regulated the same way that uh, casino style gambling and sports betting would be. And so I, it may be a mixed bag. It may be that more state AGs issue opinions about it. Uh, it could be that nothing changes at all. It could be that, you know, there there are issues in certain states depending on the types of laws that they've passed about the FS. Um, but I think. The most likely outcome in my mind in the short term is that nothing really changes because uh, no enforcement action has been taken. And all that's really happened is that the DOJ has issued an opinion.
2: Yeah, that, that was my next question. I mean, what do the states do now? Is it just a sit and wait to see what happens if someone's prosecuted? Or do you have you heard of any states taking preemptive measures with regard to this opinion?
1: I haven't heard of any states anything yet. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of clarity on what the opinion actually means and applies to. And I'm sure that what will be happening and, and, you know, you're, you guys are lawyers, you probably know the process better than me, but I'm guessing that state attorney generals are going to be checking in with uh, Rob Rosenstein and and the DOJ in general and trying to get a, a feeling for what, what to expect. Uh, what, what they should be worried about, if anything, and what changes they might need to make. And uh, things should shake out a little bit more later in the year. I mean, Rosenstein came out and said that, that there were 90 days before any kind of action would be taken against anyone. And it'll be interesting to see if, if any changes are made, preemptive changes in those 90 days, uh, or if more news comes out about uh, you know, state AGs making announcements about it or anything like that. As of yet, nothing has really happened.
2: I've tell I tell you I've talked to a bunch of lawyers and I've got a bunch of different answers. So not one of them is in of the same opinion of what would happen or what it actually means. I I I talked to one lawyer. He pointed out a sentence. It's interesting where they put that comma. So it changes the meaning a bit. I was like, "Wow, okay." okay. <laughs> now you know where where everyone's confused.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, I've heard a lot about commas, probably more yeah. about commas, commas than last days I have yeah. in, you know, the <laughs> last couple of years combined. So, I'm with you there. I w- I wish I understood uh the legal language better, but that's just that's not my area of expertise.
2: Well, when speaking of utter confusion, I want your opinion on with what, hap- what happened with DraftKings uh this uh recently with their national sports betting competition held in New Jersey. Uh, Seems like everything was going well until the last day when there was a bet processing problem. Can you give us an overview of what exactly happened and how some contestants, including the leader, I'm understanding, couldn't place a bet on the last day?
1: Yeah, uh, it's really interesting. First, I want to preface by saying that I think DraftKings did something amazing here. They got out in front of all the competition and created something that was, from, from my viewpoint, very, very interesting to follow, uh, the sports betting competition. It was a really interesting concept, a hybrid competition between live sports betting where you're betting real money sure. and uh, a tournament where there are real money prizes for landing in a certain position. And it definitely created some really uh, tough and interesting choices for the contestants. And I know one such contestant was Rufus Peabody, a professional sports better and um, podcaster who um, is a really interesting follow on Twitter. And I recommend people interested in, this, in in sports betting in general follow him. Hold that
2: thought, and we'll be right back with more House of Cards right after this quick break.
3: seems happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot.
0: Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog. For life.
1: The shedding has stopped, the itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency
3: miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot oh. com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids.
1: Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa, the digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog
3: food. Dynavite. Is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help.
2: 859 428
3: 1000. 859
2: 428 1000. D I N O oh. V I T E.com. You're listening to the House of Cards.
3: Well, don't take it too hard. I've done a
0: lot of stupid things in my life, too. Stupid? What do you mean?
2: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weisshuttle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com. He I was, was absolutely yeah. fascinated by it. It was I was hooked on Twitter to see what was going on with because uh, he was yeah. tweeting the entire time.
1: Yeah, it was really, really interesting. We were covering it really closely over at, at RotoGrinders and sharpside.com. Uh, but, yeah, we uh, – so, so Rufus Peabody – placed a bet on the first game on Sunday, which was the Patriots-Chargers game, and he placed a bet on the Patriots to cover, and he put all of his bankroll at the time. Uh, and contestants, by the way, started with $5,000. The way it worked was that they, they put in 10000 5000 went towards the prize pool, and 5000 became their bankroll for betting in this tournament. And as long as they had an active bankroll, they could keep trying to run it up, and the people who finished with the highest bankrolls after the last game Sunday uh, were the winners. And so uh, Peabody had already run his bankroll up to about 45,000 going into Sunday. He put it all on the Patriots and it won. Uh, And uh, he ended up with 90,000, which is 90,000 of real money already, and put him in first place in the competition. And the rule for the final game, the New Orleans-Philadelphia game, was that there would be no bets during the game Uh, The last bets anyone could place were bets uh, prior to that game starting. And uh, the New New England-Los Angeles game ran kind of late, and some of the bets, but not all of the bets on that game, were not yet settled by the time uh, of kickoff in the Philadelphia-New Orleans game. And so uh, Rufus Peabody, while uh, getting his places in first place in the tournament, which would have got him a million dollars if he'd held on to it, uh, was not did not have his bets settled and had a bankroll effectively of uh, $0 when that game started uh, and wasn't able to place any bets on it. So he ended up with about 90000 in his bankroll and ended up finishing in third place for 250000 which was a substantial difference, obviously, from a million. Sure. And uh, he didn't come out and say what he was planning to bet his bankroll on, but... Uh, Bottom line is that he could have potentially made uh, further bets and made his bankroll bigger than 90000 at the end and potentially gotten first place. And he wasn't allowed that opportunity, whereas other players uh, had certain bets settled from the New England-San Diego game. Not all bets, but some bets. Uh, there were some players, there were other players that had bets that were still locked out. Before the Philadelphia New Orleans game and other players who had bets settled by then. And, uh, and so it was a little bit confusing, more than a little bit confusing. I, I'm sure it was chaotic on the scene. Uh, my partner Cal Spears was another person who had his bankroll locked oh, really? because he was all in on the first game wow. and, uh, he, he won some bets, but wasn't able to use that money, um, in time to, uh, to get it live. Um, and he, he still ended up doing well, but he, uh, he didn't, yeah, he could have ended up in a higher position too, had he made the right bet. And, uh, and, and there were other players in that same position. And, and so I think a, a big issue with this, uh, it seems that DraftKings did send out an email the night before explaining to players that, um, some bets might not be settled in time for the second game. They, they foresaw this scenario. And also, um, explaining that, uh, each, each type of bet is settled at a different time. So if two players had the exact same bet, there shouldn't have been a situation where one had it settled and one did not. And I don't believe that that's what happened, okay. but, uh, everyone had different bets. Some had parlays. Some had, uh, you know, prop bets, stuff like that. And no one really had a clear timeline for when those bets would be settled. So people were just kind of waiting or going to the help desk or trying to figure out what was going on uh, with their bets. And and there wasn't a clear timeline for this. But I think that's um, that's the real problem at the heart of this. I don't think the problem was that draft teams did anything unfair or that they weren't prepared or anything like that. I think the real problem was that players did not know exactly when to expect those settlements uh, that would allow them to... Uh, reuse that money to bet on the final game. And so um, I, I think that's something that they're going to have to do a better job of next time, either uh, either figure out a way to settle all bets on the same game at the same time, meaning, you know, prop bets, parlays, whatever, all of it gets settled at the exact same time. Um, and that time is announced ahead of time, so everybody knows when it's going to happen. Or um, they can do something called leveraging, which I've just yeah. learned about from uh, another friend of the industry recently. Where I, I, was, just ab- I, just, I was just about to ask yeah. you
2: about that because I know it's been used in Europe and things like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I heard about it last week, and I thought it was a very interesting uh, way to do it. But wh- why don't you explain what leveraging is?
1: Sure. Um, yeah, so my understanding of it, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong because this is a new concept to me, but the idea is that you can make a bet on an event contingent on winning another bet. Yeah, yeah. So you can basically say, I want to bet New Orleans to cover for 50000 assuming that my previous bet wins. But if my previous bet doesn't win, this bet is voided yeah. or something along those lines. Is that, is that your understanding of it as well?
2: Yeah, that's exactly it, because I raised the question with someone, you know, what if that first game went into overtime, and then there there'd be a lot of problems with that, and I know that there were some contests who used that leveraging in the past to get around that situation,
1: yeah, I think I mean it seems to me like a likely path for drafting, assuming that the uh that the d g is good with it or whatever regulatory authority is overseeing their next contest. Uh, assuming that regulators are good with it and that they can figure out a way to make it work that makes sense for them, it seems like a better path to me than, like like you said, if the first game goes into overtime, that effectively ends the competition. Sure. Except for, you know, maybe there are other contestants who just have money in their bankrolls that isn't in play in that first game, that they're able to, uh, to go ahead and bet on the second game. And another big issue, I mean, I, I kind of alluded to this before saying that all bets on a single game should be settled at the same time but um uh my partner cal spears was telling me that uh he had a prop bet on a player i think it was uh, tyrell williams uh who plays for the chargers to get over a certain amount of receiving yards and that that bet still wasn't settled uh late in the game or after the game even though he was well over that number of receiving yards but someone else had a prop bet on uh, sony mitchell to have over a certain number of yards, and that prop bet had already been settled in the middle of the game. Oh wow! So okay. that that's a real issue to me. Um, you know, it's not the same bet. It's not like they settled the same bet for one player or another. But it just seems like there wasn't a lot of clarity on when these bets are able to be settled, um, and it leaves the players, the contestants, in a state of, of confusion and. Certainly opens the door for claims of um, unfairness when you don't have transparency about uh, how these bets, how and when these bets are all going to be settled. But yeah, I think leveraging
2: might just be the best, might just be the best solution for this. Stick around, we'll be right back with more House of Cards. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com. And don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with my pillow. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use my pillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at my pillow. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Need to sell your
0: house fast? We're Homevestors, the We Buy Ugly Houses people. You've seen our big yellow billboards with our caveman, Ugg. But did you know that Homevestors is America's number one home buyer? At Homevestors, we can buy your house as is, pay you cash, and usually pay most of the closing costs. And we close fast. Call today for your no-obligation consultation and get out of that ugly real estate situation. So, what are you waiting for? Call Homevestors today, 866 I Want UG. 866 I Want UG.
2: You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So, how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com.
1: Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or Affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at one 855 Lawyers for your confidential discussion. Again, that's 1 855 776 5299.
2: Bright Tech offers unique no dust lighting products that fit right into your home, no construction required. Elevated designs should be available to everyone, not just the folks with the big bank accounts. Trick out your living room, create your perfect reading nook. Whatever the situation, Bright Tech has a lighting solution for you. And now get 5% off of your entire order when using our promo code Radio5Off at checkout. Head on over to BrightTechShop.com and start designing the life you want. Bright Tech, your bright life realized. Hey, this is Dave Shadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of February 4th, 2019. A professional poker player and World Series of Poker veteran has pled guilty in a Baltimore court for conspiracy to distribute marijuana. Mika Raskin admitted to supplying hundreds of pounds of marijuana to a Baltimore County drug crew. A raid of his New York home yielded a shotgun, 10 pounds of marijuana, and ledgers outlining drug activity. Caesars Entertainment is developing its first non-gaming hotel in the United States. The Caesars Republic will be a 266-room, 11-story hotel located in Scottsdale, Arizona. In 2018, Caesars opened two non-gaming hotels in Dubai and is now developing one in Mexico. And finally, Jin Longzhu from Los Angeles wanted to be crystal clear about his displeasure from being banned from the Sands Casino Resort in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. After being thrown out of the casino, he allegedly defecated outside of the property and then fought with security personnel. The police charged Longzhu with defiant trespass, open lewdness, as well as public drunkenness and harassment. Sounds like a weird night in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Something exciting is happening in New Jersey. People are cheering in Cherry Hill and cashing in chips, pumping fists in Fort Lee and flopping full houses. Get the thrill and play on your laptop, tablet, or mobile at BorgataPoker.com. Real money anywhere in New Jersey. The Borgata Hotel and Casino is a name you can trust so you can be sure that BorgataPoker.com is secure. And now with a $25 deposit, you can get a $20 bonus when you sign up for Borgata Poker at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Remember, you must be at least 21 and physically present in New Jersey to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave shuttle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com. Yeah, and, and as you kind of alluded to, the New Jersey Division of Gaming Enforcement is now looking into the matter. Do you know when do you think they're going to resolve this investigation or what their next steps are?
1: I, I don't. Um, my, my assumption is that DraftKings is out in front of it. They obviously have not made any statement about this. But um, – They, uh, uh, my assumption is that they're probably in talks with, uh, any players who, uh, are claiming that anything unfair happened and are trying to come to a resolution, uh, probably preferably preferably for them one that doesn't go public. But, um, given the presence of regulators, I'm just not sure how possible that's going to be. They might have to go public with it, you know, to avoid any, uh, any suspicion that different people are treated differently depending on. You know how well known they are, or um, you know whether or not they make claims, stuff like that. So I, I think the DG will be will have to be involved to make sure that everyone gets sure. a fair resolution. Um, I just I don't know. Um, this is so unprecedented that it's really hard to say wow. how it's going to yeah. play out. But I do I do believe it's fairly likely, probably very likely that some additional money gets paid out to certain contestants who who may feel that their chances were impeded by a system that wasn't made clear to them going into the competition.
2: Uh, you know, DraftKings has been one of the top online sports books in New Jersey. How do you think this will affect them? Are there going to be trust issues now with them or their business is going to suffer or are they going to take the path? Hey, you know what? Any publicity is good publicity.
1: I think DraftKings going to be just fine yeah. from this. I don't think that they did anything bad, so to speak.
3: I think that, there are things they could have done better, but I don't think that DraftKings
1: acted unfairly. At least as far as I can tell, uh, I think they ran a, a good event that was popular and that drew a lot of interest, and that they increased their brand ID in the state. And uh, and you know, if there were some growing pains due to it being a new type of event, I think that they'll they'll do better with it in the future. That that's my take. Mm-hmm. It might not be uh, everybody's take, but my my belief is that this overall is a big positive for them. I also think that they sucked all the oxygen out of the room <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. Like, even though uh, FanDuel arguably has a superior product, at least in the eyes of many, uh, that DraftKings is the one everybody's talking about right now. They're getting all the attention, and uh, I mean we've seen it in traffic to our sites as we talk about uh, drafting these days. if there's a lot of interest in in them and uh you know it's going to be good for their it's going to be good for their traffic it's going to be good for their user base uh they, they've dealt with controversy in the past and are, are good at getting past it
2: how about new jersey itself i mean they're pretty new to legalized sports betting does this give new jersey a black eye when it comes to sports betting and their operators operating in the state
1: I certainly don't think so. I think that, um, everyone would prefer that the event go off without a hitch. But, uh, as long as, as long as any disputes are dealt with in a way that appears fair in the public eye, I don't, I don't foresee this being a black eye for New Jersey at all. I think it's actually, I just, I believe it's almost entirely a positive, uh, that this event took place, uh, with the amount of money behind it that it, that it drew and the amount of attention that it got, and uh, you know, they'll will get past
2: this. Well, the one good thing that makes New Jersey look good with regard to sports betting is the revenue figures for the uh, the end of 2018. I guess they, they've only been in uh, sports betting in New Jersey for six months, and the uh, I guess the revenue number
1: was amazing. Yeah, a lot of a lot of money in it, man. Uh, I mean, handle was well over a billion dollars over uh, the first. Really, it started around the beginning of football season, although there weren't very many operators in until really a couple months ago. I think September was was when more people started piling in. And still, uh, there are a lot more online sportsbooks coming in New Jersey that have not come online yet, including some major European operators. So I expect that to grow a lot more this year. And uh, and people are seeing the potential. They're seeing that uh, there could be a lot of money in this industry. I mean, online sports betting in New Jersey is already approaching the size of the online casino market that's been live for more than five years and probably will eventually surpass it, which is pretty incredible. Well
2: take us inside those numbers it's so uh, one it's over 1.2 billion dollars I mean when we look at that figure can handle yeah yeah w- 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 break it down with regard is it more online sports books is it more brick and mortar what does that number represent
1: it's more online uh, the percentage that is online has been growing every month I believe uh, last I checked that in December the percent that was online was 76 percent. Uh, it started out closer to kind of 50-50 when it went online, but as more operators come online and the marketing and, and awareness has increased in the state, that percentage has kept on growing. And we actually, uh, forecasted before this ever went live that we expected something around 80% of, of, uh, revenue and handle to be from mobile slash online sports betting. So this isn't, this hasn't been a big surprise to people who follow the industry closely.
2: Now, when it comes to brick-and-mortar sportsbooks and online sportsbooks, who are the big winners in the uh, the revenue sweepstakes here?
1: Well, for brick-and-mortar, uh, Meadowlands has definitely done really well. I mean, they're, they're well-positioned, being right across the river there from New York City. Uh, so they've gotten a lot of traffic across the river, I am sure. Um, for online, so far, DraftKings has definitely been the big winner. Uh, DraftKings has just done. Uh, has just has just been incredible. Uh, they've they've taken a huge huge percentage of the total revenue in the state, and uh, and FanDuel is in second, almost certainly, but uh, yeah, DraftKings is still pretty far ahead in first.
2: Now, is the New Jersey uh, model a roadmap for other states? I mean, I- I'm sure other states writing their legislation are saying, you know look, if we're going to make a profit from sports betting, we need an online component. Is that what you're hearing as well?
1: Well, I think it's, I think it's just obvious. Yeah. And uh, states that don't understand that yet will. I think the big issue is that state legislatures don't always or even often act in accordance with what is obvious or what is right. They act in accordance with what certain existing stakeholders in the state tell them to do. And so um you know you get a situation where maybe it's obvious in New York for example that uh online sports betting would make a lot more sense than say legalizing sports betting only on the property of a few upstate casinos and yet you had Andrew Cuomo come out and basically endorse sports betting in a few upstate casinos but not online and uh Sometimes politicians just do the least risky thing or the thing that supports uh, their donors instead of something that is clearly a better business option. And, uh, you know, we're going to see that in states. We're going to see states uh, put out laws that are protectionist of the existing incumbent industry and, uh, and that don't appear from the outside to really uh, have a lot of logic behind them. But I think in the end, a state like New Jersey. Even Pennsylvania, with its high licensing and taxation fees, at least opening things up to uh, a broader industry, I think those states are going to be very successful and are going to be looked at as successes. And I think that a state like New York, if they don't broaden their reach a bit, is going to be probably looked at as much less of a
2: While we're on the subject of online components, I'm going to get your take on the state of the online casinos in New Jersey. Who came out the big winner when we're talking about online revenue?
1: Online revenue in, in uh, New Jersey Sportsbook, sorry?
2: I, I mean, the online casinos themselves in New Jersey. Oh,
1: I'm sorry. I misheard. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the big winner by far is the Golden Nugget license. So the way that um, New Jersey reports online casino revenue is it reports it by license, not by operator. And the Golden Nugget license has Golden Nugget, Betfair, and Sugar House Online Casino all, uh, all operating on that license. So it's, it's impossible to look at the numbers and say which of those three is the biggest or which of them is performing the highest. But, uh, by everything that I can tell, all three of them are doing great. And they, uh, combined for over $10 million in revenue in December, which was a single month record for any operator in revenue in the state of you know, and poker.
2: think golden nugget is so successful is it the live dealer i mean i know other uh, online providers are doing the live dealer format but i know golden nugget was the first was is that really boosting their revenue like that
1: i think it, it definitely helped they were the first ones to launch it and then eventually they shared their studio with betfair and now uh yeah now they're most of the online casinos in new jersey seem to have live dealer now but, uh, yeah, they, they got out ahead of that, and they got out ahead of some other innovations as well. They have a very smooth, strong uh, strong mobile experience and desktop experience. They've got a lot of games. I think uh, last I checked, they had more games than any other online casino you know, in New Jersey. Uh, they've got a great user experience on a lot of fronts.
2: Hold that thought, and we'll be right back with more House of Cards right after this quick break. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. Now, I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep getting a good night's sleep with my pillow. Its patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use my pillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at my pillow. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special.
3: Better sleep starts with my pillow. Ooh. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD plus <laughs> free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16 because without it, no, no free, free stuff. stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com.
2: Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. You're listening to the House of Cards.
3: Whoa! I think we got
2: a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh,
0: yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings,
3: baby, and we got them.
2: Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Adam Small from usbets.com. Sorry about that. Radio has to do its business, you know. Why don't you continue what you were saying before the break?
1: And then they've also done an incredible job with their marketing. you got to give them credit. Uh, they're not one of the biggest brick-and-mortar casinos in terms of uh, foot traffic in New Jersey, and yet they have crushed online, and they've, they've spent a ton of money bringing players in and uh, and trying to retain them. And, and they've been very successful at it. So you got to give them credit for that. Their, their marketing really, I think, is, is the number one reason that they're ahead of the rest of the pack.
2: You know, you just mentioned this before. I'm curious about the online poker market. Uh, how much of a shot in the arm did the compact between Nevada, New Jersey and Delaware give to the online poker market? Or was there basically little or no effect?
1: There was, there was little or no effect overall for online poker. Uh, online poker contracted in New Jersey over the course of 2018. The uh, total yearly online poker revenue for the whole state was just over $21 million, which was an 11.8% drop from 2017, which is really disappointing considering that uh, compacting happened in the middle of the year. Uh, the biggest difference as a result of compacting was that caesar's share of the market went up substantially while borgata's and resorts both dropped off significantly resorts of course uh hosting uh, on their license poker stars uh caesar's is now the clear leader and the reason for that is very simple they're the only site that's in multiple states so while poker stars and uh borgata are both confined to new jersey only Uh, Caesars is sharing traffic with uh, all the Delaware sites and and Nevada. Uh, Both states have an effective monopoly by uh, Caesars or 888 who work together and, and all those players are playing together. So that's really the only reason that they've gotten bigger, is that players have more of a bigger pool to play against. I guess that's kind of a mild success story, but still. Caesars only grew their revenue in New Jersey by 11% year over year. So I think overall we we would like to see a lot more from online poker. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, to tie this interview in a nice bow, uh, when we're talking about the compact, is that really the main thing that is in jeopardy with regard to the Department of Justice opinion we were talking about? Or do we have to wait and see how the court rolls on this? I mean – to me, it seems like the compacts between the states are the real things that the opinion would focus on and not what's happening in the individual states. Is the compact really the thing that everyone's looking at now?
1: No. I mean, I think I think it is one of the most likely things to be hurt by what happened with the DOJ opinion, um, and I think it's one of the most likely things to be heard for, for a couple of reasons, uh, one of which is that it's, it's pretty clearly um, in more jeopardy if the DOJ considers the Wire Act to apply uh, to more than just sports betting, given that we're talking about uh, games being played across state lines. Uh, so that, that's a, a real concern, along with the online lotteries.
2: so too well well adam we're running out of time but i want to remind everyone to check out usbets.com because this industry seems like it's changing by the hour and usbets is the place to go for u.s gambling news adam small from usbets.com thanks for coming on
1: thank you so much dave it's great to be here
2: and that's all the time we have this week for our house of cards see you next week
3: Across
0: the desert plain, you build a house of cards around a
1: lover's heart.
3: Wild country
1: in your head gone dead, riverbed
0: in the dust. You cry, cry, cry.
3: Fly,
1: build A that will never stand. The doors crash
0: open and the flood comes in, and the flood
3: takes everything so, Speak the language slow,